Hello, Church of the Geek podcast listeners. This is Brian, and uh, we have something really nice today. Um, our uh, episode today is with Will Rose, um, a pastor in North Carolina who manages to uh, integrate his geekiness into his ministry, and it's really wonderful. Uh, and it's a little thing he calls God Loves Geeks, and it's really fascinating. I've really enjoyed uh, this conversation. Uh, I hope you do too. So without further ado, let's get our geek on. Hi there, Church of the Geek podcast listeners. Uh, you know Brian and I. Uh, I'm David Hansen. Uh, if you hear my voice, uh, I'm David, and uh, I'm a pastor in Texas, uh, transitioning to another congregation soon in Texas, a uh, regular host here on Church of the Geek, uh, joined by my other regular host on Church of the Geek. That would be me, Brian Bennett, uh, here still in Pittsburgh, uh, hopefully for a long time. Today we do have... Uh, a uh, former former classmate, or not former classmate, but a former uh, uh, friend of mine from a seminary where we overlapped for a year. Uh, his name is Will Rose. Hey, Will, why don't you introduce yourself? Sounds good. I'm Pastor Will Rose, as they said, and I'm at uh, the parish pastor at Holy Trinity Lutheran Church in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, home of the Tar Heels. We have uh, a campus ministry as well, and I've uh, been here a little over two years. Southern Seminary grad, was a pastor in Florida uh, for a few years, and then back to South Carolina uh, for around eight years, and, and been here uh, back in Chapel Hill for two years. And uh, yeah, I've been following you guys on uh, Twitter and your podcasts, and so thanks for having me to be a part of uh, this week's recording. You bet. You bet. It, it's been a goal of ours to start bringing in some of our friends to uh, help us out and, and provide some additional voices, so we sure are glad uh, you could uh, join us, and uh, I'll let uh, Brian say a little bit about uh, what we're chatting about today. Well, it's something that we always sort of, yeah, it's something we always sort of dance around, but, um, and it, and it sort of holds sort of a major spot in, uh, geek culture, but, uh, and I take part in a little, uh, a little bit, but I know Will is really into it, and it's, uh, just comics in general as we start doing it. I have a, so I have a, a, a little quiz. This will test sort of theological and, uh, comic, uh, knowledge. Oh Lord, I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble. Before, here we go. Before Last God, time. before God, and before you, my brothers, I confess, uh, I have never been a comic book guy. It's okay. It's okay. Okay. I think this is still someone I, I picked a, a comic book character who I think is at least well known enough. Okay. I have one character, so we're, this is we're not going. It's not going to take up a whole lot of time. And, but I'm going to throw out the 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 character, and you have to talk about. His now to him this time, his special power, and how you might see it manifesting in Jesus. Ooh. Okay. Let's go. All right. So here it is, the Flash. 
Go. The huh? The Flash. The Flash. Oh, The Flash. Okay. So, David, do you want to go first? You, oh, you good go, You want to go first? You... All right. So, so both The Flash and Jesus walk on water. So maybe we could start there. Like there's there there's the easy one. But Flash sort of moves across the water, but Jesus walks on the water. So I mean maybe maybe it's a stretch, but there's a parallel there. I, I think that's the obvious answer. That that's why I'm glad to go first. I'll take the, the right. low hanging fruit right there. I think there's one more. Okay, so uh, go ahead, Will. So I'll, I'll go. Yeah, the the Flash. Uh, so so not only does he, you know, we immediately think. He can run really fast, so he can he can get go around the world in a heartbeat or, or get to any place he wants to go. Um, but but he also has this pretty cool power where he can he can vibrate his body so fast that he could phase through doors and walls. And so maybe Christ had that same ability to get through locked doors on Easter morning <laughs> if we want to go along with. Holy Trinity or Holy Week and, and Easter themes. He can he can uh, pass through locked doors. So yes, yes, nailed, nailed it. Nailed. Those are the those were the two that I thought were completely obvious. Oh wait, and yes, wait, absolutely. We we can do even better. We can do even better. Okay. The Flash right. moves so fast that he is practically simultaneously in more than one place at the same time. Ubiquity. Oh. Okay. Ubiquity. All right. All right. Very good. That's very and, good. And he also passed. He can also pass through dimensions. Like he also opened these portals to different dimensions and different multiple Earths within DC universe, and as a way for them to explain their kind of convoluted continuity history. So, <laughs> so if you could even stretch it and say that Christ can. Go through different dimensions in different ways, whether whether there's multiple Earths or multiple things. He can he can pass through more than just the the two or three D dimension. He he can be at all places. So, yeah, good stuff. Nice, nice, well done, well done. He he was that was just, you guys took to what I thought and you went farther. That was fantastic. We're overachievers. Good, nice. Well, so um, well, one of the things about your uh, your issue with um, comics, though, is that you have a group that meets regularly, that regularly to uh, talk about comics. Is that isn't that right? Yeah, yeah. So, so um, just going back a little bit and and kind of my history, like my first love in reading, or kind of first entryway into geek dumb is is superhero comics, mainly X-Men comics. I gravitated towards them as a as a child and wanted to be an X-Man, wanted to be those those characters and it was really a big part of my childhood is these comics and of course I would gravitate to Batman and Superman because there was the super friends and all all that good stuff. But then but then come high school, you're a teenager, you don't want to be associated with the geeks as much per se. So I kinda of dropped out of that universe, but I always went back to those boxes of comics. And um it wasn't until these movies started popping up. We're in a great era in the in the world where there's great superhero movies. Around 2000, when the X-Men comic was made into a movie, that I, I jumped full force back into the deep end of the comic world and started collecting comics again and reading comics again. That was my outlet for ministry in terms of uh, you know what's going to be my 
a pleasure reading apart from deep theological things, and and so I chose so chose comics. But then as I was reading these comics, these themes of good and evil, and how we use our gifts, and uh, kind of the underlying deep issues with that uh, are coming through, and these themes of of comics and graphic novels. I said, wouldn't it be cool to create uh, a book club where we read a comic or a graphic novel? They're not just collecting um, comics, but they're collecting these big bound, hardbound books that you can get and collected stories. And let's pick one and then just talk about the philosophical and theological nature of these stories. And so I did that in South Carolina and with my church there, and we called the, the group God Love Geeks. And uh, kind of the outreach to say it's okay to embrace your geekiness and uh, and come out in the mainstream and talk about these things and go see movies together and, and that kind of stuff. And then I, I started back up here in Chapel Hill with a group that, that I knew were um, fans of comics and graphic novels and, and the movies. And, and so that's what we've been doing. We're, we're getting ready to go into our third – we're meeting our third time – here in Chapel Hill this this week, and uh, we're reading a little bit more highbrow, adult-themed book rather than just a superhero book to talk about some philosophical and theological issues, and, and just a way to kind of springboard into to themes of faith and that are out there in culture, whether you're there, whether it's blatant or not, it's still there. These these big questions of good and evil, and who are we, and what is life, and what is death, and all those things is all there. We talk about it in church, but it's also out in, in our culture in any good story that's that's printed. Great. That's fantastic. I um I saw that the I think the first book you did in the in your most recent group was uh, Kingdom Come. Right. Which is phenomenal. And I mourned the day that I sold my comic book collection. Oh um, and I I sold it to buy a bike, which was really important. I needed yeah. to do that. But I I left my Kingdom Come in there. And that went away, and I feel very, very bad uh, <laughs> about that. Yeah. Because one, Alex Ross's artwork is so phenomenal. Yeah. That it's unbelievable. But so what? What? Uh, I mean, and so I would recommend that if anybody could get a hold of that and read that. I mean, I think that would be high on my list of like you got to read that. But how was that received? What What sort of things did you end up talking about? Yeah, that's kind of a – if you're going to start a God Loves Geeks book club, that is uh, uh, an easy one to get into because there's so many theological themes in it. For one, the narrator is a older priest slash pastor who's wrestling with good and evil in the world. And so he he's even uh, – one of the opening scenes is quoting Revelation and – him preaching to a practically empty church, and by the end of the novel, end of the story, is a, the church is a little fuller, a little bit brighter. You have Christological themes with Superman and also Shazam about you know their powers and their sacrifice and and uh, where are the how do you use your superhero gifts? It really kind of lends itself to um, really kind of uh, easy Christian themes, and so that's that's where we pick that one. Uh, for that, and they're familiar. You know, anyone who's wants to get into comics, they're familiar. You know, the DC universe is probably the more familiar. Of course, now that Marvel's out with Avengers and their movies, there, there people know those characters. But Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, pretty pretty well known characters because they've been around a long time. So you can kind of get into 
to, to their stories and you don't have to have a big intro to who they are and what they can do. Um, so yeah, it was good. We, we opened it up and, and we were able to talk about good and evil and what would we, what, what do we think are, uh, if we had to choose one character to be, who would we be? What power would we have and how would we use it? Uh, all those things that spring into, um, how we use our gifts. And then you have that, and I've used it even with church councils and, and group building. If I've, I've had icebreakers where I say, okay, you have, can only have one superpower, not Superman where you have a million, but you can only have one, what would it be? And then people go around the room and they pick uh, flying or invisibility or weather control. And, and then rather than psychoanalyze their, their, <laughs> their superpower choice, but you can also, Say, well, you know, all these comics talk, bring in the team book where there's one person who can't do it all. So they bring in a friend who has a different gift or superpower and you team up to tackle a larger problem that you could do on your own. And as we talk about the gifts and our spiritual gifts from the Holy Spirit and how we use those together as a team uh, to tackle our, our mission uh, in the church. And so that. That book lends to that, but I've also used it in other scenarios, whether it's with youth groups or even church council, to talk about what what gifts do we have. So that that, that actually moves toward toward the question that I had for you, Will. Um, one of the things that Brian and I have discovered is that uh, this stuff is everywhere. Like, doesn't matter which element of of geek culture you're talking about, the overlaps between our our church life, right, our professional life, and and, and and the cultural stuff we love are so they are manifold and various. Um, and and so I was wondering, I was curious um, to what extent you have been able to carry this into you know sort of outside of sort of that hardcore geek community that that we perhaps relate best to, but into you know talking about Superman, talking about you know how far has, have you been able to to broaden that community? Well, you know, it's is even when I presented the idea of a God Loves Geeks book club. I had targeted four or five people in the congregation that I knew who have seen me wear my Batman shirt, and they're like, hey, I'm a fan too, and then we connect, and, and you know who those comic lovers are. But then when we announce um, they're having a God Loves Geeks book club, I've had some older people in the congregation say, hey, I grew up a big Trekkie, and I love Star mm. Trek. Can I, I – that's, that's where I geek out. And I'm like, well, cool, come on. Read, you, I think you would love the story. Come on and and uh, be a part of the group. And we may read some graphic novels, but we may even go out and and watch uh, a Star Trek movie and pick it apart and talk about themes in that too. So or or a sci-fi novel or or something like that. So it's not just comics, but also the other geeky things that people are about, and even things with like Big Bang Theory and all the comics that are out um, and all the you can't go into a Walmart or Target without seeing a full wall of, of comic book T-shirts that people are wearing because geek is in. It's, it's the thing. And so when I'm sharing my ministry, not only am I sharing my ministry with a congregation who geek out on ACC sports, but there's a whole dynamic within the congregation that watches Walking Dead or yeah. love uh, the Batman movies and or Legos. Man, we had a Lego night where we geeked out on Legos, and there was a whole – section of you 
youth that didn't come out for, you know, they don't come out for regular youth group stuff, but they would come out for Lego night because that's their people. You know, they can connect and share what they've built and, and we can have a group build and talk about what it means to, to use our gifts and what we're really building in our lives. What are, what are we really constructing to a healthy life and healthy spiritual life and, just kind of going out all of those arms and corners of of the geek first. So as Brian as Brian was describing this to me, he he described sort of um, the comic book club piece, which is kind of what he opened up talking about, and we opened up talking about. But really, right. this is something you've integrated across your ministry within the parish. Right. Okay. Right. And so I grew up. Um, on the beach, I grew up a surfer, so I was a uh, that whole surf culture, you know. But underlying the the surf culture and growing up a surfer and and being into sports, you know, I had my my comic book love, and then you know, I abandoned that because I didn't want to seem too geeky in in my teen years. But then then it's always been a part of me, and it emerged with all these movies. And then you're like, wow, this is a really cool part of life, and really kind of the undercurrent. See, you you had your podcast on on myths and mythology and what are the current myths that are out there? I mean, the stories that are underlying people's lives are this are, are this is the new Western, it's the new myths, it's the new Norse or Greek mythology of these stories of of heroes and and what they mean and and how they shape our lives. And so, well, guess what? We have uh, a story of um of a of a real superhero, a real of a real. Christ and Messiah who who de- has defeated death, who um, has defeated evil and wants us to be a part of his team and has given us gifts to do that. And so a way to integrate that story with with the Christian story. Yeah, so here, here's my question, and I, I have seen some of these, and, and I want to bounce the idea off you all. We often take what is, I hate the divisions, but let's call it, you know, sort of uh, nominatively secular stuff. Right, uh, regular right, right. DC broader culture stuff, uh, and talk about the Christian themes and implications in that. Um, what is y'all's take on overtly Christian, overtly theological works? You know, comic book artists, and I've seen some. I have, have have had interaction with some overtly Christian comic book artists who are selling their wares as this is a Christian comic. Um, who say, you know, this is these, we're telling these stories, just like you're saying, these are the t- stories that we're telling. Let's tell an overtly Christian story. Good idea, bad idea, somewhere in between. Brian, you want to go first? Sure. Uh, here's here's my thing. If you want to be, I mean, overtly Christian, I, I mean that's fine, and I don't I don't have issue with that at all. What I what I usually find upsetting about it is that it's done poorly. <laughs> Or it's a badly written story. Yeah. Or there's just a way that they come across it that it's it's wooden and it's it's just the hackneyed doctrinal stances that they want to sort of beat over the people beat people over the head with. That's that's sort of my thing. I mean, because you know, I, I mean, in some ways, C.S. Lewis was a very overtly Christian writer when he wrote Chronicles of Narnia, and that was done really, really well. Because it's lasted, it's it's continued to engage readers even even today. A lot of the stuff that I see that comes out as sort of Christian isn't done well, and I, I'd like to see the church really engage in in story and in stuff. And so, if you can do that and do that well, more power to you. 
The other question right. then is what flavor what flavor of Christianity are you really trying to do? What's your agenda? What's going on? So, um, right. Go ahead, Will. You can. Yeah, yeah. I think you know it, it, sometimes it comes across as Christians trying to be cool, and and when you and when you do that, the um you know it, it's pretty obvious what you're trying to do naturally, and this is a part of what your story is and you're sharing, you have a cool story idea and it has Christian themes, awesome. But if you're really trying to engage with an agenda and I'm really going to push this A, B, or C, D formula of, of Christianity, then people are going to be able to sniff that out in a heartbeat. Like when I shared my flyer in my local comic book store about God Loves Geeks, I was like, look, there's no agenda here. We just want to talk good comics and then talk uh, theology and, and philosophy that come out of it. I'm not Looking to convert anybody. So if anybody wants to come and, and thinks I'm trying to recruit them to my church, I'm not. I just we just want to talk comics, and and they thought that was really cool. And so if you come at it with an agenda, I think people can sniff that out. And and Brian's right too in terms of if it's poorly done, just with a Christian theme, it, it's still a poorly done done story. And and I, there's there's two, there's so many good stories out there you can already pull from. You're like, wow, you got some really cool things here. Let's go ahead and already talk about that. And then you have the subtle, like you brought up C.S. Lewis. That wasn't subtle. Um, it was overtly Christian but done well. But then Tolkien, when he wrote Lord of the Rings, was was a little bit more subtle in, in his uh, story writing, but it still has overtly Christian themes of redemption and good versus evil and, and how we respond to that. One of the things is I detest the, the differentiation or the or the, the the placing in camps the Christian versus sort of secular. In some ways, it's it's as if well here is the place this is the arena that Christ can work, and there's the arena where the world works. And I think the continued message of Scripture is that you know Christ, uh, the Alpha, the Omega, the Lord of of all, is the is out in all creation. And and if there are creative things going on, uh, I think it's going to be fairly easy to find that overarching story uh, of redemption of the world in the midst of that. Now, that's not to say that there are times that there are stories that run counter to that, uh, but I, I still think that there are, it is easy to find those, those themes and those connections uh, across so many different stories, whether they are Christian or not. Yeah, and I, I think the same thing, because that's where Christ entered into in his own life. He didn't separate uh, his world with the secular world. Everything engaged. There were Pharisees who tried to separate, and he, he didn't want that. And then there's that Rob Bell video, Everything is Spiritual, where he talks about in the, in the, in the Hebrew language, there's nothing – there's not a word that says spiritual and Secular no. is all the same. Everything is spiritual, and so there isn't a separation of secular and 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 spiritual. It's all together, and so we engage those themes and stories that are already there in our culture. Yeah, so I I, I agree, and I think the the language that I would probably go to use is marketed as Christian. There's stuff that's overtly marketed as Christian and and and, and sold in that way. And I think um and I the the observation isn't original to me. I think it's probably something one of my friends said about Christian pop music. You know, it's it's it fails on all counts. It is neither good Christian nor good music, right? Uh, and I think we could say right. some of the same about what often is marketed marketed as Christian geek literature 
um, that it kind of fails on on both counts. But I think more importantly, and and, and this is what I love about what you're doing, Will, um, is is it says to people you need to leave this storytelling world and you need to come to this storytelling world rather than going to where the folks are at. Uh, and, and meeting them there and, and engaging the stories that we're already telling. So, uh, we're, we, we, we've been at this for a while. Uh, let me ask this question, Will. Uh, what advice would you have for someone who wanted to engage culture in the sorts of ways that you're doing in their ministry? Someone getting started at that. Yeah, well, you kind of start with what you love. You know, if, if your first love is sci-fi and you wanted to do a sci-fi reading group or sci-fi, uh, go, engage in some movies or those things, then then open that up and and you can call it whatever. God loves geeks or God loves science fiction or hey, we just have a book club that we're gonna do that's not necessarily read a Christian book or read the Bible, but we're gonna read some other material that that we geek out on and and that we we feel like we're geeks there's all kinds of geeks right there's technology geeks there's sci-fi geeks there's comic geeks that we all um but but what are you geeking out we start our our god loves geeks book club off with what are you geeking out on what have you been geeking out on this month and so we we talk about oh i've been geeking out on uh, this movie, or this, I, I saw the trailer for Godzilla and I can't wait, or um, or whatever it is that that, and then that kind of springboards into some, some discussion of where we're at, and then we get into the book. And, and so, Brian, I'm going to steal your idea of picking a comic book character and saying, all right, what what, how does its power, how does this person's power relate to what Christ can do? So, uh, this Sunday, I'm I'm going to steal steal that idea. Really good, good idea. And so you kind of start with what you love and what you're geeking out on and, and then see what's from there. But then you got to be open like you are in the church. If you're bringing people in, you can't uh, micromanage. If, if people want uh, to say, hey, next week, my next, next month I want to geek out on uh, whatever, whether it's a book or graphic novel or a movie, then you let that person kind of run with it and see where it goes. Some weeks, some months, you're going to like it more than others, but but you you kind of hang in there and, and see what people want to do. But start with what you love first and see if you can attract folks and and some like-minded geeks, and then and then broaden it out. Awesome, thank you. Uh, which which brings us to uh, if you've listened, our our closing question every week or, or other week or a little bit less lately as we've we've hit a little bumpy road with our recording. Um, but uh, uh, we'll start with Brian. Brian, what's the geekiest thing you've been up to since we chatted last? Yeah, so uh, I've been, uh, for the campus ministry, it's been kind of analogous to comic books, but for our um, Wednesday night gatherings, we do a whole evening prayer. Um, but in the at, near the end of that, I full side and I've been pulling out movies, and we've been doing faith and film stuff. And so we've done uh, Old Brother, Where Art Thou? And we did Lay Miz. Uh, last week we're doing um, uh, the King's Speech. This week, um, just trying to, just trying to. I have made a conscious effort not to be as overtly geeky as I have been in the past. I did this in my congregation down in West Virginia, and I, um, I, I, I blundered a little bit, and it's is my fault. I didn't really prepare the folks for the, all of the movies that we were going to do. I just sort of picked them, and they showed up. And the first one of the weeks I did, uh, first weeks I did Hellboy. And I watched uh, a beloved member of the congregation as I started it get up and walk out, and I had to do a little bit of damage control on that, and I felt really bad about that. She just, she, it, for her, all of this talk about demons and stuff just it was not her cup of tea, and she 
it, it shut things down. It was really bad. But so I've been trying not to be so geeky, but I'm going to geek it up here pretty soon and go some superheroes and, and, uh, other stuff, uh, soon. But that's, that's where I've been, uh, trying to, like we said, t- finding those, those themes within the language and, and the stories that, uh, people are consuming so that we can find common ground and talk, uh, about that. That's, that's where I'm at right now. Awesome. Right. And Will, how about you? Well, um, we, uh, I'm going to do a Sunday school class here in a couple weeks called Faith and Science. A lot of this is over my head, but we have some really smart uh, folks in our congregations who are engaged in the sciences, whether it's chemistry or astrophysics. We actually have a, a doctoral student in our congregation who is studying the origins of the Big Bang. And, um, and, and pretty amazing what he is studying here at, at the University of North Carolina. And so I'm, I'm going to kind of engage that aspect of faith and science and try to say, hey, look, uh, the two can be compatible and they both open up great questions and, and exploration. So I'm trying to gather some resources and books that, that highlight those themes that I can put in people's hands, uh, to dive deeper. And so I'm, I'm geeking out on that and a lot of, a lot of good stuff written out there about, uh, uh, science and faith, and and um, I think Phyllis Tickle at a retreat not too long ago said that she her recommendation for seminarians was to take before they get out of seminary take a class in physics so that you can understand the language or the culture of of where we're going in terms of physics and science that you have to you're going to have to ha- be you're going to have to be knowledgeable of these terms and what people are engaged in to be if you're going to engage culture. And so that's what that's what we're trying to do is to let people know that yeah we can we can do that. I, I think that's really important. I mean I I deal with that all the time. But one of the things is that I've really also dealt with is is engaging the uh, the so-called militant atheists the the new atheists right. their writings and their readings because the the concepts and stuff are not any. I think we should shy away from it. It helps us actually proclaim our message better. So being familiar with the vocabulary uh, and, the, and the discourse that's out there is so important. Uh, she's absolutely right, um, and everybody sort of fears it. But I think you can enter into studies of physics outside of math and, and, and understand them conceptually. Um, right. The really good physics stuff can be explained conceptually in lots of ways. And so, um, no, that's, that's great. That's fantastic. Will. and so David, what are you doing? Well, um, uh, I'm, I'm pretty tied up, uh, in all honesty with, uh, um, the, uh, process of, of letting the congregation know about, uh, my impending move and all those things. But, uh, the other week, uh, was, uh, picking my daughter up, uh, from her mother and, uh, from her mother's and, uh, she got into my car and, and she turned to me and, and, this is not something we've ever said to one another, but she she turned to me and she said, "Peace be with you, Daddy, and also with you." And uh, <laughs> no, no, uh, uh, the force be with you, and also with, she said, "The force be with you, and also with you." Uh, right? And and uh, her mother started laughing and said, "Where did you learn that? You know, the force be with you, and also with you." She said, "Oh, that's what Daddy says on Sunday morning." I said, "Well, that's close enough." And so we've started watching Clone Wars together, she and I, uh, when she comes over, and 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 that's how we're spending our time together. Is we're we're moving our way through uh, series one right now of Clone Wars. We're about eleven episodes in or so, um, and uh, having a lot of fun with that, uh, the two of us, and and uh, it's good stuff. I'm doing that, my daughters as well. Netflix putting the Clone Wars on on. Uh 
on on Netflix is is fantastic. I'm opening a Joy. whole new sci-fi Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank, thank you, Netflix, for opening that up for the girls. <laughs> yes, yes. Excellent. Well, great. And and Will, thanks again for for being a part of uh, the conversation today. Um, I posted on uh, our Twitter account and also on our Facebook page a link to your Facebook um, God Loves Geeks page, uh, so uh, uh, folks can go and check out what you're talking about there and and say hi. All right. Awesome. Hey, and I'll just say this, too, because uh, Will and I know this, but we're recording this on a Wednesday, and this is sort of a, its own holy day for uh, comics geeks. And if you don't know this and you're not in the comics world, but Wednesday is New Comics Day, and it's the day many uh, many of us look forward to to go in and peruse the stuff that's uh, new on the shelves. So uh, right. if, if, you're, if you're new to comics and you want to do it, go on a Wednesday. It'll be great, great experience for you. Hey, Will, thanks so much for joining us. It's It's been really great. It was good to reconnect with you and, and have you here with us. So uh, thanks for spending our, uh, some time with us. I appreciate it, and I'll keep uh, promoting what you guys are doing, and, and you guys keep eking out, and uh, look forward to hearing what else you have uh, coming up in the weeks and months ahead. That ends another episode of Church of the Geek. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks again to Will. Uh, for joining us. Uh, we love what he's doing. Uh, let us know. Uh, drop us a line uh, what you think of our episodes, of our uh, um, of our stuff. You can go on Twitter at Geek Church. You can see us uh, on our the website there, geekchurch.blogspot.com, or on Facebook at Church of the Geek. You can see David at Rev underscore David on Twitter, and myself at Brian underscore O underscore Bennett. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, we'll have some more episodes coming up with some more guests and some other interesting topics. Geek be with you. Thank you.